Okay, Tuesday, Tuesday morning, 7.51, August 22nd. Damn. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy weekend, crazy times. Clips yesterday. I fell asleep during it. Took a long siesta. So, yeah, fell asleep for the monumental uh, historic event that everyone went to see. Um, but symbolically, I was there. I was reckoning, reckoning with uh, implications of this, the sun, the source, sun god, the Ra, father Ra, sun. You know what I'm saying? It's not always, doesn't always have supremacy on everything. I mean, we need it. We need it. The plants need it. And yeah, you can count on it to come, you know, the sun will, the sun will always rise, but sometimes, every now and then, you know what I'm saying, the moon just, you know, the, the moon's there too, you know what I'm saying, so, good, good reminder, um, yeah, uh, I had a rant in my head, but now, <clears throat> now it seems, it seems orchestrated, because I thought, I guess, I don't know, I, I, I'm trying to, trying to have some coherence with the, the, you know the thread of the multiple episodes over time. I, I don't know. I think I think the the, the bent that I've been like kind of trying to hammer home every time is is sort of like listen, fellow millennials. Like there's more to be investigated in the old traditions, the old cultures. Like even before you know, let's try to you know like. First, which is sort of a pretentious, annoying tone in the first place. Like, who, who am I? To, what do I know? But I don't know. With everything that's happening over the weekend and this battle, this this battle over, you know, whether we should continue to have these these uh, these statues, you know, these old statues, these these municipally sanctioned and uh, encouraged reminders of of the past and you know you could say like yeah let's not lie to ourselves about the, the, the those historical just super sus elements of everything that's that's led America specifically to come to the type of type of at least relative opulence that that we were at you know what I mean let's not lie to ourselves not oh I don't want to look at that we I was born in 1990 so I don't care about that let's just erase it you know like it's all everything. Everybody who who, who contributed to the country, uh, every political leader is is equally incriminated in those sins of the past. And like, yeah, so you know, sure, that's true. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a, like you could. You know, yeah, you want to look at the the old traditions. You want to be, you want to be real with like what's gotten you here. You know, it's like. I feel like in every facet, whether it's politically or even like, you know, like the ongoing and seemingly now heightened, like old, even like in like rap, like the old, the old head versus the new wave, you know, all these, all these old heads, like uh, Jay-Z, like all these new rappers with pink hair. And then, you know, it's like, you see it, you know, and then all the new kids like, fuck you, you're old, you know, like, I feel like there's like this generational battle kind of, but like. I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel with recent events, like, maybe counter to, like, sort of my bet of talking, like, in previous 
in the previous recordings of like like at a certain point you just kind of gotta look at yeah i looked at it i see i see where we're at let's let the people decide whether we're gonna keep having these we're gonna keep having these statues and the people decide when there's a vote in a court that's the fucking decision the people you know what i'm saying and it's kind of like yeah you look at the old shit like cool yeah i understand that but like at a certain point you're just like Fuck out of here with that shit, you know? Fuck out of here with that. So, that, 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 that relevant to the culture, you know? Anyway, um, me and Zach going pretty, pretty, with a lot of clarity, as much as this monologue might not, <laughs> might not, uh, make it seem possible. Um, there's a slight technological malfunction midway, through, maybe about 40 minutes in. It, ironically, or maybe totally fittingly, in a moment when we were sort of like, critiquing the 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 modern uh idolatry and deification of technology so then the the batteries in my voice recorder were like oh you don't fuck with technology well skirt voice recorder just died we can do now well i have my fucking iphone with me because i'm you know i'm part of the technological religion so i just turned that shit on hit the voice recorder the sound wasn't as good it was a little you know and we were outside on the front porch you know, out in the world, not in the island, not in the island of the enclosed home. On the porch, you know, part of the home, but the open part. And, uh, you know, so the outside noises, that's part of it. Um, but, um, yeah, great book. Possibly that. I'll check it out. Skirt, skirt, skirt. Out on the porch, yeah. Out on my stove, yeah. Out on the porch, sun, being in the Man, I, I liked it a lot. It was, it was really good. Dude. Um, fuck yeah. Alright, let me grab my chair from upstairs. Didn't matter before, why would it not? Yeah, yeah. Want a better chair? I can do that. Thanks for perch on that. Cool. So you rail through this pretty quick, yeah? Yeah, it did like five or six days. Five or six, like, five or six days. Which is faster pages today. I think that's that's pretty that's pretty fast generally. Um, sixty pages a day. You just this week? Yeah, just I started it last weekend. Oh yeah. So, yeah. It was good man, it was entertaining. I just kept on rolling through it. You didn't get rocked in any way? It slowed I slowed down a little at the end. Yeah. I mean not to talk off air <laughs> about stuff but Dude, it's already gone. Oh cool. Yeah. Um, I mean the I found the the, the um, Daniel one character more compelling the story like yeah. the, the Daniel you know the later iterations of Daniel Daniel 25 I guess was just made to be more robotic and was sounded more robotic right and because um, he was just a little bit removed from all emotion and all feeling right but um, uh, yeah and I just definitely related to the human story a little more as opposed to the neo-human story but, but uh, they were shorter they, yeah, they those were are, shorter, and they were like, kind of like the theoretical side, sort of. Yeah, it was given yeah, a, a history. Um, it was just, it's a, fu- it's a funny story because it could have been um, a totally different story without the little interjections from the future. Right. You know. Um, right. It, it could have been not really a sci-fi. It could have been a story about. Uh, it could have been more of a psychological story about cults and. Uh, and you know, 
life and death, which it, right. well, it is a story about life and death, I think. Right. But um, it deals with it more differently because you start bringing in religion and technology into it in an interesting way. Right. So did you see, were you reading, like, what got me so depressed and, like, also intrigued was I was reading all the, it must have been sort of mildly interesting because you read the copy um, I let I let you right. So then you saw like my marginalia, or was that was that distracting? It wasn't distracting. You, <laughs> Did you, you see the parts where I was losing my shit? You highlighted a lot, and you had a lot of LOLs and dams. LOL, it's it's just pretty it, much LOLs and dams. It's yeah. a funny it's a funny book, and it's a it's such a cynical book. It's so cynical. You and cynicism is like um, something that you usually experience kind of individually so it was kind of fun to right to see how you reacted to yeah. the cynicism of the book as well yeah i think that's a critique people have had for hollerbeck is he's just like too he's like a he's a nihilist I read, <laughs> this, is, this is nihilist crap <laughs> i read an interview with him and uh or it was an article about him uh that included an interview but they described him as a um a sincere cynic, a sincere, a sincere satirist, cynic. because, and he's sincere because he's cynical, but he's sincere because he feels saddened by the state exactly. of Exactly, he's yeah. earnestly, yeah, he's earnestly, like, fucked up like, about This is the way things are, and it's it's sad that yeah. that's how it is, and then he just kind of keeps taking things further and further, and um, it ends up in this, this interesting dystopian, I don't know, I don't know if it's a dystopia. It's um, it's a dystopian landscape at the end. I feel like the fact that you don't know if it's a dystopia says something to about. <laughs> I mean, he. I think it about just your ends, cynicism. <laughs> it ends up like the. What's the last thing I'll look at? It, yeah. He just kind of starts living life, and it's life no, and nothing more. Um, this is Daniel twenty-five. Daniel, yeah, Daniel so twenty-five you, escapes yeah. his little uh, prison. Not prison, but his self-imposed. Um, safe sphere away from all the savages that are the humans who haven't opted for immortality. Right. And then he he goes out uh, in, you know, solitude. And then... That's when it turned into my... That's when it turned into uh, a walk book. Because it was like, I could walk... Because they don't even need food. They just need minerals. Also. He's, like, he's like, I could walk... What's going on, man? Um, he's like, I could walk like... Uh, like for, like forty miles a day yeah. without sleep. I was like, bro. I was like, damn. Like you highlighted a lot of that stuff because oh, all yeah. you needed was the. Uh, oh, I started thinking like, man, Sean likes this walking stuff. <laughs> yeah, except it, I mean, maybe it was the same shit, just walking into the the abyss. Wait, but what was last night? I cut you off. The the. I mean, he just ends up alone, knowing that he's got sixty more years of just kind of existing, and then. The last couple sentences. The future was empty. It was the mountain. My dreams were populated with emotional presences. I was. I was no longer. Life was real. So just so finding okay. before that happiness was not a possible horizon. The world had betrayed. I would never reach the goal I had been set. So I just find, I think that to some extent you could say his, he's just living life and it's not deeper because the neo-human like phenomenology is a little more limited right. like that's one way to read that right. the other way to read it is that happiness is such so unattainable and youth is eternal youth is such a fallacy right. that um, 
all you can do is just live life, and that's where you'll find some sort of satisfaction. Although, right. who knows if that's satisfaction? But um, happy, yeah. E- even if you, even if you are literary, liter- literally, literarily, literally Im- immortal, as these clones are, right? Is that what you're saying? Like, right. but, but but it's like sort of like a strong pessimism of like because it's super existential, like existentialist, like it totally because is. He, he once he accepts that he can't be happy, but. Uh, then he can just kind of focus on the present, sort of. I didn't. I didn't read that as, as like uh, uplifting. <laughs> no, I, I did not either. Okay, we're um, I think that it shows that there's. It, it means that the life does not have much to offer besides life itself. Right. Um, and life, as we know it, is just a constant disappointment, starting when you can't get a hard on. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Okay, so just to like go, just I can't really figure out if uh, we're doing these, well, we're not really doing these podcasts for any reason, but whether it's for like people who haven't read the book or people who haven't read the book. But just so it's like, just um, like my, I feel like it's, it's maybe could still be interesting to try to talk about like how I thought about the dis- distinction, or like, not summarize, but you know what I'm saying? So it's like the chapters oscillate between Daniel 1, who's like about present day, he's like, right. who's just like a, a person named Daniel. Uh, and then basically, like, what happens is there's a cult religion. He's like a famous playwright writing, like, these, like, pretty gnarly. A comedian. Yeah, comedian. Oh, he's a comedian. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm conflating the new Holodeck that I'm reading now. You're, um, I mean, yeah, he's a comedian and writer. And a movie, a movie ma- uh, right. uh, Play- filmmaker. Yeah, filmmaker. 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 So he's making these movies that are, like, super outlandish and, like, uh, like, uh, inf- you know, like, uh, provocative, yes. Like so, it's like it's cynical. Cynical, yeah. It's like poking fun at like different social, social, more, more whatever. Uh, like basically the most controversial shit. You, could, you know, it goes into like eventually veers into the snuff film. I feel like, like yeah, he starts making snuff films yeah. and the the people, the French people, because he's French and it's hard not to read Welbeck into the right. character. But Especially he, since he was put on trial for his most recent book, apparently. Oh, was he? Because it's, uh, it's I've said this like in multiple times, but I haven't read it yet. It's one submission and it's about France in t- 2022, so in five years, and, is, is, and it, uh, the extreme is, Islamists have taken over. Right. So it's like simultaneously like an absurd hyperbole of what would happen that would like sort of poke fun at the the right spheres fears mm-hmm. and also like a real also like a look at how different it would be to poke fun at like the left's like oh it's all the same if Islam anyway so I don't think you're wrong for kind of conflating like a hyperbole of Holobeck himself and the filmmaker Daniel Wan right yeah so then a cult comes up it's sort of like a Hollywood cult akin to like uh, what's the cult to Scientology Scientology and basically, when it's what you do, what happens is you put your genetic, you put your genes into this thing, and then they will, once you die, a new version of you will sprout up, and then you'll continue living once the apocalypse hits, yeah. right? It's this cultish pseudo-religion that the protagonist gets uh, swept up in, um, and the religion is built around this cloning technology right. that this scientist has created, where essentially, yeah, they take your DNA, and then... You, the idea is you ultimately commit suicide with the right. idea that you will be resurrected right. and 
memories. The great thing is science works, and you are resurrected right. with all your memories, the life, right. the life story. You're aware that you're the second version right. of that person, right. and then half the story, or the other narrator, is Daniel 25, the 25th version, a millennia. Well, it's, it starts at 24, and then halfway through it switches to 25, right? Because 24, right. 24 dies, and 25 springs up immediately. So, what, so the lifespan is, like, similar to a human lifespan? Yeah. So, so it's, like whatever, 60 or 80 times 24 years in the future. The, yeah. the second one. The, yeah. the, the, the narrative it switches to. Right. And uh, the distinction between the first... Um, so, like, one thing he said, and part of what made it so depressing for me, is that I was reading all these dispatches from the future, Daniel, in this post-apocalyptic area where all the people who were part of the religion are living in these, like, enclosed spaces, Right. And their only uh, sexual gratification is through, like, a Skype sex type thing. Talking to other people who have opted into the religion and are living eternally. In in some enclosed space. But outside of that are, like, all the people who weren't part of the religion. They're just, like, savage. They basically regressed to the beginning of, like, 30-person hunter-gatherer, like, hairy people. Right? Right. So then he's, like, saying all these nihilistic things about the state of his life as just being essentially a machine. Like, I think he said, like, for the, for the pre-Elohimites, which is the name of the religion, like, God is dead. And God is dead. And, like, or said the distinction is, sorry, this is, like, a long rant, but I just want to get. So, like, humans are distinct from animals because they're aware of themselves as, as aware beings. And that's what happens when God is dead, right? But then for the future people, love is dead. And then... They are machines who are aware of themselves as machines, right? Right. So, like, what made it so depressing for me is, like, to some degree, like, that applies to us, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, and it plays out that way in the original Daniel's life, Daniel, who is alive in, you know, the 21st century, because he, um, he finds that love does not continue, because his first there's two romances goes through two romances in, in his life the first is a woman his own age who he loves and is very connected to but their sex life stuff is inadequate right. um, and that's a big reason why it doesn't work out right and um oh, it's Isabel I think her name was Isabel yeah, yeah. um so then naturally as a super wealthy uh famous filmmaker he starts dating a girl Esther, Esther who's like 20 22 22 and, and he's like 50 he's in his yeah late 40s or something yeah and the the irony is with Isabel the woman his own age they had love but no no lust right and then Esther the 22 year old that he was with was capable of uh, lust but not love and I think it's it's interesting that he he barely looks back and they, there's like a brief fling after Esther leaves him because she's 22 and she's just pursuing all these you know she's like about to go to like piano school like college she's right. about to go to college she's living her life which is a very materialistic life that has no space for an older dude once he can't like perform sexually essentially right, right. Um, and he but he still he remains in love with her the the woman who couldn't love right. who didn't love and was just it was all about sex and that's like a big idea is that um, we're pursuing sexual pleasure 
I, I don't know. I, in the in the idea that it's love. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think like love and lust are the two. Is like the big binary in in the novel, and it's and uh, I don't know exactly where they end up. I think both are. I think love is the ideal, but it's so tied up with with lust that right. uh, and lust is so. Uh, so fleeting because eventually it fades when you get older. Like lust is equated with youth for him. Like, right. And then the religion that is supposed to extend your extend your life does not really extend your youth because um, with each generation of clones, your sex drive diminishes a little bit. Right. Your tactile abilities diminish a little bit. Um, so lust becomes less and less possible. So. There's this understanding that uh, your, you know, sex drive can't continue as you, even if you are immortal. So then, life itself doesn't really truly continue, and it's not truly satisfying. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's very cynical. Like, yeah, like the tactile element doesn't even matter for the post Daniel One clones because they're not, they don't leave their room, right? Right. Like they just have like essentially, they just like have basically like Skype sex. Each one lives on his own kind of secluded compound. Right. Um, throughout, and then they, they connect with other immortal right. people who might be, you know, Esther 31 or, right. you know, Sean right. 26. <laughs> and, um, and they talk. Um, they talk often. They speak in poetry, which is really interesting. Like, there's a lot of poetry that gets exchanged between them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not, 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 yeah, like, and pretty, pretty legible poetry, you know? Like, the whole book is really clear, you know? I, yeah. I was just really struck by, it really, um, it's just, it's a pretty, it's pretty straightforward prose. And right. even the, the poetry in it is, like, not that complex. Cryptic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it, it was, like, you said, I think you, you texted me that it, like, it, like, it scratched the itch to read sci-fi, but didn't go over the top. But it's not, it's, yeah, it's not hard. That's sci-fi. what I'm saying. Like, when I first started reading it, because the way I encountered it was super random. I think I already told you about that, but, um, did I tell you about that, how I encountered it? I, I uh, remember. I was, in, I was, like, post-mating in Brooklyn, and then I was at this place reading this book that, that, uh, that, uh, uh, was recommended to me. Um, called Oranges Are Not the Only Fruit, which is like in, in like nineteen mid nineteen eighties, like about about a, uh, a queer girl coming up in like a, a super religious family in like Manchester or some shit. And I was like in the corner reading, and then this guy came up to me who was like, um, I feel like, yeah, he was like, I think he was like pretty. He was, like, in his mid-40s, and he was, like, pretty, like, uh, apparently, he was, like, I think he's queer dude, and he was, like, talking to me, and he was, like, he was, like, super, like, impressed that I was reading this book, like, not only by a woman, but, you know what I mean? And then he was, like, and he was talking about it for a little bit, and then he was, like, you should read this book. He's, like, you just, and then he's, like, you, you, you'd like this book. And I, like, and for, I looked it up. It was the possibility. It was the possibility of an island. So somehow, like, go, going into this, I was, like, because, like, I think the first line that grabbed me with this book was, like... Because, in a way, he kind of, like, just... De- yeah, he, like, debunks these, like, these like romantic ideas about 
about like love we have I feel like pretty like pretty jarringly because part of the irony is like it's like in this like you know it's like this relationship with this Esther and he's like describing these sex scenes like super pornographically and I kept having the feeling of like being like like just like almost just like like wow like this like 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 turned on by it <laughs> yeah, like, totally. I was like damn this is like this great and then like after being like ah oh, that like proves my point that proves his point that like it's just like lust or something like that but but he said something something he said in the beginning was like women women like I knew right off the bat that he was going in on some shit and was not worried about being like PC or anything like he was talking into some like dark shit cause he said like women give the impression of like the divine or like the eternal because like that's where we all come from and that was like um that was actually like I was reading it well there's uh, go ahead while I try to find this well there's a I'm part of the the taboos that the character breaks down and that the author breaks down are um about you know youth and the sexualization of young people right and that goes hand in hand with modernization and consumer culture in the you know, 21st century in, right in the book and in reality right um, but it's 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 part of the idea that um, that youth is a prerequisite for lust and lust is a prerequisite for love which is really interesting because um, yeah they're they're chasing he chases after lust and then he extends his life but um finds it pretty unfulfilling without uh without being able to follow through on his his sex drive yeah is that is that convincing like i feel like the only way i could dig myself out of it was like this is like an old like vaguely like pedophilic french dude like that doesn't apply to me you know <laughs> but then like maybe when we try to we try to mask our well I'm gonna say we just to like not make it just me but like we just the collective we try to like mask our like desires to like hold on to some type of like lust related object or like just like feeling of loss of power like try to mask it in like I don't know Christian ideas of like the importance of like procreation and like you know what I mean like sex is something not just like that's like appeasing some like machine like animalistic need or something like that um but then it really is <laughs> that makes sense uh I didn't follow I kind of I, well well okay like isn't that at the core of what he's saying is like is like fuck man I can't find that quote I, I guess I already said it well enough like even that quote though it's like I feel like I was having all these ideas it kind of just shat on all these ideas that I was having about like what is valuable like what is a valuable barometer to to, to, to figure out your value system in life right mm-hmm. and one of them in like Christian values is like what is what is uh, what is called for in order to create uh, like 
partnership union with the idea that that's like what's that that's what's best for like the continuation of the species. I'm getting like all evolutionary and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and for the the Elohimites um, for this religion, this cultish religion, the um, to further the species, and um, they actually say you should not uh, procreate. And there's, do you remember the very funny um, ad that the religion, they make this uh, television ad um, against procreation and uh, in favor of contraceptive, contraceptives that is, um, it's just like a 60 second clip of a uh, like four-year-old kid in a supermarket throwing a tantrum because he can't get because uh, he's not getting candy. Yeah, and he's going crazy with this tantrum. But every like five seconds, he cunningly looks up at his parents who are kind of trying to ignore him to make sure that they're still giving him the attention and is having this desired effect. And then after this little sixty-second scene, it just says, uh, "Use a condom. <laughs> Don't procreate." Essentially. Um, and that's the and yeah I guess um, it's a religion that that promotes selfishness in a way like it's not a it's not a giving religion in the way that we think of it because it's um, it's all about um, your life story right and uh, and like following through on your own life story and uh, being very um, individualistic like all these people who end up uh, immortal, spend no time with anyone else. Right. Except for the Daniel 25, the main character's later iteration, who has a dog. Right. I remember, I think the first time we were talking about this book, it was a few weeks ago, yeah. but I think you were telling me, we started talking about the dog, and something about how uh, about how animals, the role that animals play in love and in, in life. Did we, were, we talking, so. about it, were so. we talking about that in the context of this book? I think so. Because um, the, I think the, um, I mean, there's something interesting going on with the, the pet right. in this story. They have a, a dog named Fox who also gets um, resurrected over and over again right. along with the owner, kind of. Uh, on his own, yeah, he, his DNA is saved as well. So the right. dog, there's very sad scenes where the dog gets killed, but then he's born again um, as a puppy. Um, just comes right over to his lap, just right like before. Yeah, the next day, the a new puppy shows up, um, perfectly healthy. But um, the the human protagonist feels he seems to learn something about about life from the dog like the I think the simplicity of the of an animal's outlook right mirrors in some ways the um like kind of straightforward approach that the 25th version of the neo-human has where it's like removed a little bit from higher level emotion you know yeah but that's (laughs) but that's like a satirical answer to it it is yeah Yeah, for sure for sure It, it totally is no. And, and I mean, and I don't think, and I don't agree that, um, I mean, I think, I think I should say, I, I don't agree that love stops at, uh, you know, 50. And I don't agree that life has no, life stops at 50. Right. Which is, which is 
definitely the story here. Like, there's this. I guess we don't know yet. But. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty far away from it. it. It did. I don't. I don't agree with that. But it also did leave me with this sense that, like, man, I'm I'm 26 right now. I need to be. I need, uh, to, I need to be fucking a lot more. I, guess. I need to be like uh, living my life a lot more because youth is like youth is one thing I cannot extend. But I think I re- I don't know. Like, so like my rationalization of it all like I feel like it was like obviously his view of it is like his view is like nihilistic for him to be able be able even to explore all these ideas and as as savagely as he does as in depth as he does um but I definitely I also think that like it's it's all just like it's like a, a hyperbole of like the direction our, our, we're going to like show you how dark it really can get because if you think about it like well for yeah like I feel like the the un, un uh, damn slapping uh, the the inability to like kind of sign on to Daniel ones as like a at all uh, sympathetic protagonist is when he's like oh yeah I had a son because but he has one wife before Isabel or he, and he has a kid Oh right, and he's right. like. But then, like, I left as soon as she had a kid. Like, I don't, I, I, I like, I don't fuck, I fuck that kid. Yeah, uh, he like, was, uh, yeah, totally distant. Which I think I read Holbeck's wiki page, and like, he did have a kid with him. Anyway, it's pretty autobiographical. Yeah, you think? I think it can't. I just, you, but that's you savage. Can't, How can you write that, bro? You, you can't equate the. You have to equate. Sorry, you have to equate the narrator with with Welbeck. I think. You really? I I couldn't tell, but where? So. I mean, well, whether whether he is intentional of it or not, I don't think anyone wants to end up in the type of place where he where he this dude ends up, which is like, yes, pretty suicidal. Just you know what I mean. So then, like, that's I guess that's more how I read it because it's like this kind of like this like even the way the the other the the old, later incarnations of Daniel live, where they're just like feeding themselves with their mineral salts and then jerking off to somebody on a Skype screen and, like, telling them, to, like, to, like, show their cunt, you know? And then, like, going to sleep and then getting up and then, like, being like, oh, I have a dog. Even the first Daniel's, like, the dog, like, the dog's the only one I can love because it's not going to, like, it's not going to, like, talk back. Right. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, maybe that's, like, is that kind of, like, what our, I don't know, it's, like... We're, we're like people don't leave their rooms like more and more like in Japan and stuff like no one's fucking everyone's just jerking off and like staying in their rooms and going to their jobs and, and a lot of us are pretty in, isolated that's that's a really interesting line that I wanted to talk about was I'm, I'm lifting more from this New York article I read about the author but <laughs> the idea that uh, satirists just take what's happening and then run with it and take it to its logical conclusion right and I think that's what's happening with right. this religion and with these impulses right like there's um, talking about the way um, that this religion Elohimism um, eventually gained traction throughout the whole world uh, he writes Elohimism marched in many respects behind consumer capitalism which turning youth in the t- youth into the supremely desirable commodity had little by little destroyed respect for tradition and the cult of the ancestors right. inasmuch as it promised the indefinite preservation of this same youth so it's like this religion I think that I mean my my understanding of religion today 
or throughout history is that religion is something it's stories that we tell ourselves to understand the world and to understand what life is and what life after death is going to be like that's what religion is like okay the it's a i mean that's just why we have religion to try to put a story a narrative around our uh, around what our lives are all about it's definitely fascinating yeah when our and when lives kind of become about our lives become about this pleasure pursuit and about consumer capitalism it only makes sense that this technologically driven religion would become the prevailing right. uh, doctrine that right. everyone has and then and in the book that's what happens you know everyone eventually subscribes to it because it's technology it's it's uh, provable and it promises eternal life much as Christianity and Islam every religion promises eternal life technology does that too okay. and it can actually deliver and right. we can see that it can deliver um, I mean, yeah, he writes, As for Elohi Elohimism, it adapted perfectly to the leisure civilization which it had been born. Yeah. Imposing no moral constraints, reducing human existence to categories of interest and of pleasure. Yeah. It's... Right. It did not hesitate, blah, 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 to make the fundamental promise of the victory over death. And that's really... That's the promise of Christianity. It's life after death. Well, that, that's the one. Pro that's the yeah. key promise of Christianity. I feel like that's a key promise to every religion because that's what right. gets people to listen. Yeah. But then what? Like that's the first step of a religion. It's like, come with us. You don't need to worry about death anymore. Uh -huh. Granted, right? But then, like, what it's what the values it p p uh, promotes or pushes is what is grand is grand is uh, grounded in how to. Uh, further uh, prom promote, uh, propagate that species, right? So if you look at Christianity, it's like, it's like, I mean, like, which is like, more and more I'm just becoming aware of, like, how much that is, like, the, uh, the Western uh, religion, or the American religion. Like, obviously, that's, that's obvious, but, like, in different, like, it's on our money. Like, I think uh -huh. I saw some Icelandic money, and it was just like a picture. It was just like a picture of like a, a North. It was like it was like it was like uh, like a picture of like a dude with a huge beard. It was like some, you know what I mean? Like Nordic god. You know, I, I don't know. It's like, but but basically, it's like so. It's like like has to do with like the roots of Christianity as like the agrarian society, like encouraging people to uh, making them scared of disease, encouraging the nuclear family. You know what I'm saying? Like, stay with your, like, get married, have a kid, don't fuck other people, or else, you know what I'm saying, you're gonna get, and then that's how, like, and then, like, work in a way that's, like, uh, promoting all the different, like, uh, resources that we, I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, the re religions, they come with, yeah, the promise of immortality, and then they also, the, the, um, conditions of that immortality are you adhering you're adhering to these value systems and I don't know where those come from like why sh it, you're right that the these values are these puritanical things that are you know wholesome and good for society right um, well it creates a strong it creates a strong it creates more people 
like in that religion. Sure. Who is a stronger workforce? Is a stronger? It's a stronger military force. I mean, like America has like a bigger military. Oh shit! The cat almost got hit, but it made it across. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like I feel like we're at this weird place now, where because all the Christian values that have like prevailed for so long have dominated all other religions and all other cultures so formidably that our level of comfort is not even like our sense of survival is not even a question if anything we're overpopulating the planet you know what i mean we are yeah so so then it's like people are having like this huge pushback towards like yeah like post-moral values you know what i'm saying and like and like and like you know it's like i don't know just like you know get just like pleasure seeking essentially like you know, which is like, which is lit. I'm not, I'm not against that. But like, at the same, then it's like, what is, yeah, what is the value system by which to live by? I don't know. Well, it's all over. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, th- I think it's interesting the idea that this technology, like cloning, needs to be presented in the guise of religion in this book. You know. Okay. Like, uh, why uh, is that necessary? You know, why I think that it's an interesting idea and probably kind of played out the idea that technology is the religion of the 21st century. Totally. Um, but um, no, nah, but that's I don't even think that's played out because I feel like people don't even realize how much. Like, oh yeah, I don't believe in I don't believe in I don't believe in God. I don't believe in religions. Mm-hmm. Like, but what you but you are like we all need something. We all need something to believe. Like, you just aren't yeah. aware of what you believe in, and then what it is is like your iPhone. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I'm always struck by um, the ways that we talk about the ways we talk about science echo the ways we talk about religion because right. these days you believe in science. Right. You have faith in science. Right. Um, and it, it gets problematic, I think, when people um, try to condemn people for for not believing in climate change or something. I always right. hate the language people use when they say, "Science, oh, you don't believe in climate change." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "Well, okay, okay. Let's let's not talk about belief. Right. Let's talk about um, you know, let's talk about being informed, being right. um, knowing the facts." Because right. so many people, I think, who who would ridicule someone who is a climate change denier. Right don't really know the facts of climate change, for example. And I'm just right. jumping on climate right. change because that's where I see it the most when people right. talk about believing right. in climate change. Like, that's... Politicians are condemned for not believing in climate change, you know? But the language that we use is... I, I feel so uncomfortable when people get condemned for not believing in... And uh, yeah. they, they get ridiculed to, like, oh, you believe in... Yeah, they get condemned for their beliefs in that way, which is... Uh, just, just not progressive at all. Yeah. When there's these people who are trying to be progressive, liberal people are condemning people for their beliefs or their lack of beliefs in another sort of religion, right. which is science and technology. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I think that's spot on. Like, I feel like that's, yeah, that it, that is actually really interesting. That the fact that it's <laughs> this whole new wave comes in under the guise of a religion that somebody, I mean. Because that's, yeah, that also spoke to that whole element, that thread that I've been, like, trying to ex- explore of, like, I don't know, like, looking at our anti, looking, yeah, looking at the anti-religion bent of, 
Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm straight. I'll just keep rolling. Um, looking at the anti-religion bent of uh, current day culture, and then just trying to be more critical of that. Of like, nah, I don't. Obviously, it, it really, Christianity isn't <laughs> some shit. Like, isn't the word of like, somebody wrote those books? Uh-huh. Why did they write those books? What about those books? has specific tangible effects in like our day to day and how we think about shit you know what I'm saying so then the fact that somebody was creating a new religion was like was probing that element of it like really well um um yeah no I think that's spot on though it's like yeah I don't know I, I think the the I think just the scientific community in mirrors the church in so many ways and that it's um, in that it puts forward a doctrine in just the same way and, right. I'm, and I'm a like I, I sound like I'm I'm, I'm almost fearful of being um, saying that. Of, of being um, of sounding as if um, I'm a climate change denier or something or classic, anything like that. Classic I'm, witch hunt for you. Yeah, but um, I just think that, uh, yeah, I think the scientific community is, just mirrors the church in so many ways in that it's, um, they are telling us what the truth of the world is and the universe and we accept it on faith. Right. Because we do not understand the mysteries of the molecule just as Christians don't understand the mysteries of the universe and Indeed. the faith. And um, I think there are fundamental differences. Alright, good. It sounded a little different. Battery died. Back at it. It's making little jagged things. Yeah, it's making little jagged things. I've recorded a podcast like this before. Cool. Where's the fucking light on this shit? Oh, it's right there. The bottom, yeah. Cool. Uh, we back. We back. Um, yeah, I hope that didn't stop like mid mid tirade. Um, did it? Did this book? Did it make you change? Did it change the way you thought about anything? I was. Um, I mean, I mentioned before that, in a kind of superficial way, I started um, feeling a little panic about my fleeting youth. Right, right. <laughs> um, which is, I think, a natural thing to feel. But uh, yeah, I definitely felt that a little bit. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I told you that I, I finished reading it today, and right. I, I powered through it pretty quick. Yeah. So I, I'm still kind of digesting it. And I don't spend a lot of time thinking about... Even books that really move me a lot, I think, only only kind of subconsciously... I think about them only in my subconscious for after I finish reading them. I don't right. like really come back to them and, and think very specifically about the issues. But um, I think this is one that will... Uh, it was effective yeah and uh, affecting yeah as well yeah um I I was gonna here's a FOMO question for you uh how long how old do you think you will be when you die (laughs) I mean I always joke that I don't want to live till I'm really old but I feel like that's less like I'm past the phase where I could just joke about that. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I die when I'm when I'm 33, like Jesus. Um, you know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like yeah, I feel like I'm gonna be older. 
now I, it's almost like I just can't accept <laughs> and that's that's I guess that's the that's the desired effect of good satire whether intentionally or not depending on how autobiographical you want to say all the back is writing from but I feel like it made me it made me like I don't know on the one hand it made me like lose all all uh all, all kind of uh what's the word um when you kind of lying to yourself um uh illusions about like I feel like I think that how pornographic the some of the writing was was like so first of all it was just like intense to read that shit you know what I mean yeah very um, matter of fact anatomical descriptions of sex yeah but it was like also I don't know I felt like it made me like like more uh, uh, aware of the kind of like mechanical uh, way in which like my sexual impulses come <laughs> like, I don't know it's like just like a I couldn't really like, yeah, I couldn't really like mask my like, my like, libid, like my libido and like romantic ideas that much, you know what I mean? Which is like, uh, it's a bummer, <laughs> you know? But it was also like super like, I felt like it was like real. I was like, yeah, this is, this is supposed to be like really like savage and wrong, but like, I don't know. But then at the same time, it also made me just like, not be able to like it was like this is the this is this is the uh where your life will go if you continue to live in that type of way of like gratifying yourself or trying just trying to like seek like gratification i don't know that has you have to you have to seek something different or uh something uh well the book doesn't (laughs) making no sense right now well it doesn't it doesn't offer you anything else to seek I think it doesn't it doesn't offer you an alternative to just seeking pleasure and seeking life for the sake of life which I think is why it's ultimately a pretty cynical book like it doesn't offer an alternative I mean if it if it gave you an alternative that was convincing it would be a, a much more significant book I think it would be well I mean it doesn't directly but the first thing is like he has a kid and then he decides to not continue with that relationship and instead like pursue his career as like an inflammatory like filmmaker and then everything spirals downhill from there right it's like definitely like it's definitely like a maybe like a scathing critique of like of like self of like selfishness no i don't know well yeah i think I, yeah i think yeah the it definitely shows that yeah selfishness is not it's not an answer but um i don't think any and I don't think any religion, no, like, traditional religion thinks that selfishness is the answer. It thinks selflessness is the answer. Right. Modern society and consumer culture and technology says selfishness is the answer. Right. And that can, this book condemns that as well, which is easy to swallow. Like, it's, um, it's that's believable, too. But right. we, you don't end up with an in-between, you know? There's, um, I, I think the... In the the neo humans are the ones who are eternal and live in their own private enclaves, 
and the people who live outside of those are the savages. Right. And I think he was getting at the idea that modern people of the 21st century are somewhere in between right now. You know, we are pursuing these savage, uh, humanistic tendencies while also trying to reach some higher level of existence where we can, to some extent, divorce ourselves from those desires because they're in some way counterproductive uh, or, you know, a fallacy in some way. Yeah. But that's where we are right now. But, you know, following through on either tendency, whether it's the tendency of gratification, you know, base desires or some higher level of, you know, of, you know, some higher level of life that goes beyond that, neither one is satisfying. So yeah. you end up without anywhere to go, really. Well, that's interesting because I feel like the whole way I've been talking now is, like, going against this, like, this, like, this, like selfish, like, lust-oriented, like, immediate gratification, like, Tinder, Skype sex world, right? You know what I'm saying? Shout out Tinder. I know a lot of people like that. People yep. that they fuck with on Tinder, like that's lit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I'm not saying that's bad. But then on the same time, like, like I think a lot of another critique it has is like, well, it's like it's like the sort of uh, youth, like euthanasia. Like, no, no, euthanasia. That's not the right word. Um, the um, element of all the things we're pursuing in like by like trying to get ahead in our life and the way like all cities are set up or like to keep like the savage elements out or even the way like the puritanical uh, element of like mainstream uh, mainstream culture is like you know like no swear like with the FCC as like a thing you know what I mean it's like to try to keep some divide between like the savage elements of culture and the, you know what I mean so like I feel like in general like my bet is like to bring to like get over that puritanical impulse and like bring and and because honestly like w- the impulse to like get ahead and like so in like made like in whatever industry you're in you know what I'm saying is like a savage impulse you know what I'm saying because he talks about rap a little bit in here which I was like bro you're out of, out of line because like, he's like yeah like to show like how sus culture is becoming and like yeah like he collaborated with like some rap oh, like right. rap people and I was like first I was like okay fuck out of here French dude but then because like that's the whole thing of like even like looking at rap music and stuff like that and like having that ele- that element of it be uh, th- th- those elements of culture like be uh, equally uh, equally uh, credible in like higher art and shit you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but then at the same time like this kind of uh, obsession with the youth like, I feel like I've been, uh, I've been, like, uh, listening to this, like, complex show, uh, where it's, like, whatever, it's, like, but with, a damn it. but basically, it's, like, they talk about rap years, like, because every, now it's, like, every, like, a rap generation is, like, uh, I think it's, like, three years, they say, like, yeah. every three years, new rap artists come, and they're all, like, 19 and 20. You know what I'm saying? And then everyone flocked to, like, the youngest people. So, like, in a way, maybe that is kind of spot on. It's, like, infatuation with the youth. You know, yes. Like, for all of us to to not deal with the fact that we're, like, aging. Um, yeah, bro. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. How long have we been going in for? 
Oh, we've been going in for over an hour. Good shit. I think we just start like teetering down. Do we leave threads? I feel like in the past, like when I decide that it's going to be like the end of it, I start just like, I just like abort certain threads that we're on. Um, I don't, mm, I can't think of much else I wanted to talk about. It's like a pretty, um, I think it, it kind of stays on the same themes as a book overall. Is um, the, you're reading, what's the name of the other Welbeck book you're reading right now? Uh, the Map of the Territory. That came right after? Yeah, that came right after, but like five years after actually, 2010 I think. Um, yeah, I mean I'm still reading more Welbeck as much as I want to. Uh, I definitely feel like, yeah, like as soon as you start reading this, it's like, I got the sense that this fool's like not fucking around. Yeah, he's... <laughs> With anything, like he's not trying to write, I don't know, it was like, it was like, it was exciting for me for to read something so recent that felt like it was really like getting at the crux of like... Um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty urgent voice and pretty unique voice. Yeah, like... The core of like all these desires to about success and art and relationships and whatnot. Um, yeah. He's a straight up celebrity in France. I'd never heard of him before. You gave me this book, but uh, but yeah, he's a big, big literary figure over there. Big celebrity in general. He's, he's also had some like pushback though. I feel like, especially from like American people. I think I saw some like. I saw some like, was it John? Is John Updike still alive? I don't know. I don't think he's still alive. It was someone like John, someone like John Updike, but just like shitting on Hallebeck. And then like in the new one, he makes some like funny stabs at like America where he's like, yeah, I was like, saw a picture of like, like Bill Clinton smiling with that like, that like inane optimism that like only Americans have. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. Um, I mean, he can get away with that because I think he's more brutal about the French than, like, he's, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't think that the French are any better. He's indiscriminate in his... In right. his, his <laughs> in his cynicism, yeah. Yeah, in his cynicism. Word. Well, yeah, I guess, fuck, I feel like we just, like, opened up a bunch of can of worms, but then weren't able to, like, resolve them, which is kind of like the experience of, like, reading possibility of an island in the first place is there a possibility for an island that's a question in, in this in this religion there is although he leaves island at the end he he's trying to he leaves his own secluded area but then he's trying to get his last walk he's trying to get to the uh, sea this he's trying to get to the island where the technology was created to right. where he thinks that there's a community that's formed of neo-humans who have forsaken their own little private prison. So he's seeking community. So he is again After seeking community. After gaining ultimate immortality and yeah. island status. He forsakes the immortality for the sake of community in some way, but, but? He, do he doesn't manage to get there, and it's pretty clear that, that that island does not exist and is unattainable. So I think that there's the po there is the possibility of an island. I think we'll say that. No. <laughs> but he leaves the island, and he tries to find community, but he can't find it. So then he dies. No, he doesn't die. He doesn't die. <laughs> I wish I could find. I wish I could find the um, part of the book where the uh, the phrase "the possibility of an island" comes up. Right. I feel like that's our cue. That's our cue. That's our cue. Hey, there is no possibility of an island, so stop searching for the island. All right.
Peace. 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 Meek Mill.